Okay, well, today is Monday, July 31st. I am Adam Hartog. Sitting next to me, as always, is my court-appointed attorney, Thomas Frey, and this is episode 15? No. Is it? I think so. It is episode 15. Episode 15 wow. of the Breaksdown Podcast. The Breaksdown Podcast is brought to you exclusively by 528 collectibles the absolute best in the business they just got back from national i heard it was a great time really exciting place to be for a few days i'm sure they're all exhausted but i'm sure it helped grow the brand and was a fun trip for them um all right we have a fun show for you tonight we're going to talk a little jonathan taylor little nfl drama the season's kicking off this week some mlb uh, nba little collectibles some soccer um a little bit of everything yeah, it's going to be a packed episode. We're going to do a ranking of the NFL divisions because preseason kicks off Thursday by the time this episode comes out, or the day this episode comes out. You got anything else? No, I think that about covers it. All right, cool. We'll jump into it. Okay, recording this a little after 8.15 on Monday. We'll jump right into it. Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Colts. Uh, Jim Irsay was quoted saying something along the lines of, if I die and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, the NFL will move on. It doesn't stop for anybody. I get the sentiment, but it's just an, a, we, a very weird thing to say and also just no need to say it. Yeah, it's true, but like... Yeah, we the all NFL know will continue on, obviously. There's literally... There's no player that you could remove from the NFL that would make it stop. Yeah, you're just stating the obvious. If, like, Hotels.com. If Patrick Mahomes retired today, almost nothing would change except for the champion this year. Or, you know, the favorite. The next 10 yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, the, the, but in terms of the viewership and in terms of the existence of the NFL, nothing would change. Nothing, yeah. Head and shoulders would freak out. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be bugging They'd out. be screwed. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, this is a continuation on our the multiple running back conversations we've had. I heard he asked for $16 million, which is he's absurd. Not gonna get, he's not going to get anywhere left. close to that, no, dude. He's not going to get north of 14. I don't think he, he probably will get to 14. No, I think he'll. it'll be 12 to 13, right? In this, the range the Giants offered Saquon. And I think given the way, again, the cap is constructed and rosters are built, that makes sense, even for the best of the best. And also, I mean, yeah, they were they stunk last year, but he didn't exactly have a good year. So what makes him worth $16 million? No running back, really. I no. Mean, and uh, McCaffrey is basically both. That's why you can make the argument. I mean, a running back and a receiver. Yes, I mean, yeah. yeah. And the way that deal is structured, like, it's not a huge amount of money for a contending team to take on for a player like that, San Francisco. No, and they restructured it, you know, and they, they did their NFL cap nonsense to make it barely count against it you know i, I don't i don't really it's not real no it's total nonsense it it's real until it's not yeah that's kind of how it always goes the saquon deal is kind of interesting so i was thinking about it a little bit the other day let's say he wanted like a three or four year deal he probably wanted a four he probably wanted like a five year 90 like zeke got but that's obviously totally unreasonable no one's getting that probably ever again from mm -hmm. running back so let's say the realistic range was like three years, an extension. He took obviously a one year, a one year deal, fully guaranteed. Yeah, I think so. For this year, 
if he gets tagged the year after because he doesn't have a no tag clause, mm-hmm. and then the year after that, it's basically coming out to a three-year fully guaranteed deal. So I think that's part of the reason he was able to, I don't want to say cave, but was okay taking a one-year deal now. Maybe they have a handshake agreement, like we'll tag you for two years, you'll get fully guaranteed three-year deal, essentially, the equivalent of it. So it could be could be a smart move for him and could lead to him staying for the rest of his prime. What's the what's the tag at for running backs right now? It's like ten flat now, but it'll it's going down, I think. Okay, so the next two years you think it'll stay let's say around ten, we'll call it, maybe? If it does, then he's would be almost forty million fully guaranteed that he ends up with. How so? Isn't wouldn't it be three years thirty million if it's ten? 10 and then so more 11 years. this year 10 and 10 and then, uh it's it's 120 percent the second year so that would be what 12 so okay which is less than they offered him though it'd be tr- i think they like offered 35 him, i think they offered him three years 39 well he's not getting that it'd be like 335 i know but i'm saying in the season i think they offered him three for 39 yeah, yeah so he expect the market to dry up yeah so i get why they're pissed i mean they spent their whole lives thinking they were going to make, like, being the best football player on every team they were on, thinking that they were going to make generational wealth in the NFL, and now all of a sudden their position is valueless. It's not valueless. But it's not just, as though they're being pushed out of the league. No, but they feel like their bag has just vanished, essentially. So I get Which why it, they're panicking. It, well, it's because the salaries aren't going up anymore, whereas the other position groups are still going up. They're going down. Yes, yeah. but the other position groups are going up. Yeah. Which, again, I get. But, the, again, it's not... What is like? What is Jonathan Taylor's actual endgame now? What does what do you think he's trying to accomplish right now? Just to leave the Colts? He probably just wants to find a team that will sign him to a long-term deal. Given what he and his agent have seen the market is... Which is non-existent. Which is non-existent. Why do they think... Getting anywhere close to $16 million anywhere else is a realistic possibility. Who is advising him? His agent should be doing a better job. His agent shouldn't be tweeting at the Colts owner, which is what he is doing. Yeah. it's It seems... It seems the whole situation seems very panicky. It's very panicky. It's very reactionary. And it's just... It's short-sighted, not thought out, whatever, however you want to put it. It's... I just... It doesn't make sense. It's not a coherent plan. None of this running back stuff has been a coherent plan by any one of them. It's not the, the Zoom call. Yeah, the Zoom call. They were able to plan it to have it, and they had it, but <laughs> nothing came of it. The, the big course of action was publicly complain. That's That was the one takeaway, was complain loudly. What can they do? Nothing. I, so, I, yeah. what, so just so eat it. They're just freaking out. Like, I understand the reason that they're doing these things i agree with you that it's not going to change anything nor should it like yeah it sucks for them but like if the bears pay a running back like a long-term deal i'm going to be pissed absolutely i didn't even want them to sign david montgomery to a three-year deal they didn't the lions did and then they drafted one in the first round too yeah which was again nonsense but it's just I get I I'm not saying I don't understand why they are freaking out. I'm just saying I'm not in their position. But their representation again like 
they had the Zoom meeting. They can talk about when when's the CBA expire? A few years, three years, four years? Let's say. Uh, I think pretty long. Okay, but so there's nothing they can do. They instead of forcing your way out of a trade or threatening to hold out or or asking for a ridiculous amount of money, maybe try negotiating with where the market is and. You know, if you really think you're, let's say, if since the franchise tag is ten million and Saquon just took eleven, Jonathan Taylor could be negotiating a two-year deal for twelve million a year and hoping to. That's how you rebuild the market. It's by incrementally setting it with where it's at. Asking for sixteen million is ridiculous. It's like with quarterbacks. Hertz signed for a million more. Uh, yes, a million more per year. Lamar signed for a million more per year than that. Herbert signed for a million more per year than that. That's how it goes. And it's, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's why everyone was so pissed off that Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed deal. Because the league's not ready to do that yet. Not for him. Not for him. Not for anyone, really. They're, they're really not doing it for anyone still. Kirk. Kirk is fully guaranteed? I know when he signed his first Vikings deal, it was fully guaranteed. Okay, yeah. well, he's the man. But, um... Yeah, so it's just, I don't know, it seems like a big nothing burger, and it's just... At it this, is a nothing burger. It's just... I don't know. It's annoying. It's annoying me now. That's <laughs> what it is. I feel like I, I do, I genuinely feel for them. I do. I would love for them to make all the money they can possibly make, but it's not realistic. This course of action's not realistic. There's no, there's no end goal. That's what's bothering me. Is that it's just they're just acting, it's just kicking and screaming. Yeah, you're just you're just doing things with, with no goal in sight. You're not trying to accomplish anything. You're just saying and doing stuff. Saquon it's, says it's reactionary. That's the perfect word. Like Saquon says, like oh, I could say fuck the Giants and sit out the whole year, and then he goes and signs a deal two days later. Yeah. He pissed I, people. A lot of people who viewed that quote out of context, a lot of Giants fans are probably pissed off. They're stupid ones. They're stupid Giants fans. But why even get it to that point? There's no need. That's all I'm saying is there's no need for this unless you have a cohesive plan and you're trying to accomplish something. It's they're doing things with no goal. And it, it when is that ever a good idea in anything? It's never. Never. It's never a good idea. So it's uh, Jonathan Taylor's a great player. And a lot of I, any team would be thrilled to have him, but no team would be thrilled to have him at sixteen million dollars. And if he can't see that, then he's got bigger problems. Yeah, he's got to read the room. Yeah, um, we have some beef between head coaches. That's always fun. Well, former. Oh, Perfect. we're talking Bob, Bob and Sean Payton and Nathaniel. Oh, head yeah. coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL coach drama. Is Hackett a co- on a on a coaching staff? The Jets OC. You're joking. You didn't know this? I think I did know this, and I forgot it. Yeah. Man. Oh, so that makes so much sense. Why Bob Saul's involved? Yeah, I was yeah. like, why does he? I mean, I granted Sean Payton did mention the like winning the off season and hard knocks, which was a which throwing shade at the Jets was the weirdest part of that whole thing for me. Yeah. They did nothing to warrant anything, basically. I agree. They, it, they were. I mean, again, I told Jets fans to grow up for being upset about them getting hard knocks, but they didn't have a choice. <laughs> so saying they won the offseason and they're doing hard knocks as if it's some slight to them is a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, he took a shot essentially saying that uh, he doesn't know how long it's going to take to turn around Denver because of how shitty it was run last year by Nathaniel Hackett, who's now the O.C., in New York, Bob Sala, the Jets coach, fired back and said, essentially, 
We're going to stay worried about what's happening in our own building. That's elite, like Mount Rushmore coach speak. Like we're worried about our own guys, our own building, keeping the lights on. No one's ever said that. Uh, Sean Payton apologized, and he said that he still had his Fox hat on, which is the part that bugs me the most because Sean Payton didn't say a goddamn thing when he was on Fox because he knew he wanted to be a coach again soon. So he just said as little as he possibly could. He didn't trash anyone. He didn't say what he actually thought about anything. But also, it's kind of a double-edged sword because he's admitting that as a head coach, you can't say what you actually think. So he was essentially saying, oh, yeah, I actually meant that because I still had my analyst hat on. Yeah. But sorry I meant that, or sorry I said that. But I'm annoyed that he didn't say that when he wasn't a head coach and was on TV every week. Aaron Rodgers defended Nate, saying he could hack it, proven to not be true. Yeah, no, that's Can't wrong. hack it. No, Nate could not hack it. Proven week one could not hack yes. it. Yes. The, the stories out of that is that they were, like, panicking, running around like chickens with their head cut off, cut off like, halftime of that Seattle Monday Night Football game. Which is... I mean, if that's not evidence of a head coach not being head coach quality, I don't know what is, other than kicking your kicker and <laughs> not flying and home with your Tim team, Tebow. signing Tebow and getting a lap dance at your former <laughs> college bar. and yeah. That you own, yeah. Yeah. At, just... at some point, we're at, we actually should do a draft of signs that our fire was going to be a disaster. <laughs> well, that would be – Tim Tebow would be on your list, not yeah. mine. You know I love him. But I love Tebow too, but like any opportunity to have more Tebow in my life, I'm I'm willing to to risk it. It would almost be like the Yankees finally actually signing Russell Wilson. This like that being the answer. Uh, yeah, bringing him into camp. He's a good leadership guy, you know. I get it. Russell Wilson <laughs> not doesn't anymore. seem like I know it. not anymore. But when he was in Seattle, that was the whole narrative about him. Yeah, until like until the last two years. Yeah, then it, when he tried to get his coach fired. Tried to get his coach fired. Had his own office. Yeah, it's just not a good look. But not, just not a not a guy. No, no, he's a robot basically. Yeah. Also, no one talked about this. Russ was fat last year. He was, yeah. He barely moved. That was just our group chat. I looked all over Twitter. You saw him in his introductory press conference. It looked like Russ ate Russ. And and no one was talking about it. And I don't understand why. Clearly, he was way bigger than he had ever been before. Yeah. I mean, pro- I mean, fat is a strong word, but fat by his standards? He was, he was, he was chunky. Yeah, yeah. He was chunky. He was chunky. chunky. I don't know. I haven't seen him this year. Is he still looking thick? No idea. Okay, I gotta. I, I'll Probably thick, but I don't know chunky. Okay, it's, there's a difference. More of the story though. Nate couldn't hack it. No, spitting facts. I, I mean, yeah, nothing he said was false. Sean Payton, except for the Jets stuff, that was weird. But nothing he said about the mismanagement of last year was false. It was a. It was a nightmare. They had to bring on another coach to help him manage the clock because he couldn't do it himself. Hmm. The only false thing he said was the Fox. Having his oh yeah, yeah, that too. That too. That was. I didn't even know he said that until you brought it up. Actually, yeah, it was his fraudcaster. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Joe Burrow out for a few weeks with a calf strain. Could have been a lot worse. The video made it look a lot worse. Eerily reminiscent of when Kevin Durant went down holding the back of his leg in the 2019 Finals. All of Twitter immediately jumped to Achilles. Achilles was trending. It was yeah, like the number one trend for a while. Thank God it's only a calf strain. Losing Burrow would really suck. And that would have been his second season-ending injury. This one before the season even started. That would have been a bad knock. 
like a bad a bad label to have. Um, but I'm glad he's coming back soon. I'm sure the Bengals will still make the playoffs. Also, just long term, Achilles injuries are super hard to come back from. True. It's like those and like patella injuries are the two. Like ACLs are like whatever Nothing at this now. point, but patellas and Achilles are still rough to come back from. Uh, but yeah, I my first thought was that he popped his Achilles for sure. I think they need to be really careful with his recovery and not rushing him back. Like he had a sore calf going into that practice. I didn't he know had that. that. He had the calf sleeve on because the day before it was tight. So he shouldn't have even been out there. He's getting worthless reps for no reason. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, whatever, building chemistry with his receivers that he's had for five years now. <laughs> like, it's he didn't need to be out there. I could be a little wrong, but, like, you know how forearm injuries lead to Tommy John in baseball? Yeah. I think calf injuries lead can to lead Achilles. to Achilles injuries. So they need to be very careful with him when they bring him back. Make sure he's 100%. Because... And the whole, not even just Bengals fans, the whole NFL world, you know, had to catch their breath when they saw that because they were so worried that the one of the Golden Boys was going to be out for a whole year. Yeah, like it, it like we would have changed changed the season. It would have changed the season. Do you think he plays another snap before he signs a huge extension? No, I don't think he should either. Me neither. I'm sure they were very close on one anyway. I think even if it was his Achilles, he was still getting it. I agree. And I think the framework for the deal is probably there anyway. It's just a matter of mill yeah. Year. yeah, I think that's a matter of uh, when, not if. Yeah, I agree. The Hall of Fame game is Thursday. It's Jets at Browns. Football is officially back. I will watch the Hall of Fame game. I will watch some of the Bears preseason games, and that's probably it. But, um, I mean, it's just like getting yourself adjusted to sitting there like having football on the television, seeing the colors, we got to get up to speed too. We need a preseason. I guess I never thought of it like that, but you it's, can't just jump into week one. That's watch fair. Seven, seven hours of commercial-free football. That's fair. There's some ramp up. I've been reading a little bit more lately, getting back into the flow of it because I'm so in baseball right now that you're right. I need to slowly ease my way in. I'll watch. I probably will watch some of it. It's. I feel like Zach Wilson's gonna play a lot. Who's the Browns' backup? Do we? I don't know. Producer Rue's on it, I think, as we speak. Producer Rue. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. I actually like Josh Dobbs, so that I that entices me a little bit more. But I have no interest in watching any of Zach Wilson. Is Rodgers oh, really? No. I'm most in, like excited to watch Zach Wilson. Because of because of the meme potential? Because it could be really funny? Or just because you're just, curious? You always see the unexpected, it seems. It's the, the no-look throw that was going viral on the internet of his did you see it no it's just like what are we doing here like zach wilson comeback season like no it's <laughs> no it's not we saw he is horrific he's bad he's yeah. really bad like couldn't complete simple throws so I, I i i'll watch i'll definitely have it on in some capacity but i i'm not super interested in it I, i'm interested in it for the return of football yeah but for anything else it's just whatever. it is what it is yeah preseason's so worthless now even more so than ever oh definitely so it started with the rams like they stopped playing everybody in preseason and then everyone else was like all right fine yeah that makes sense major league baseball aaron judge back you know home run against the orioles in his second game first game second game second game he walked three times in his first game though i think he had a 600 on base percentage in that series which is insane considering how long he was out and he had no uh no rehab games, just like simulated games 
in Tampa. So for him to just his first real at bats to come back and have three walks and then homer the next game is pretty insane. He's just so good. So missed. He is the only thing that makes this Yankees. Him and Cole pretty much are the only things that make this team watchable. And uh, Severino, maybe the worst player ever. It's a relief that this is the end of his contract. And he was one of my favorites. I loved him. We were at his debut, right? Yeah, we were. And it was awesome. Ever since then, I was always on the Seve hype train. I anointed him. I remember to someone as a future Cy Young winner. And the guy was like, you can't say that yet. And I was like, yes, I can. And I was wrong as of right now. Probably this will must forever been, be wrong. This must have been 2018. Yeah, this was peak Seve. This was... When he, he was in the Cy Young race. He had that crazy first half. Yeah, and it yeah. was pretty much immediately after that he had the rough second half. So yeah. I was one of my, my worst takes. Good thing I didn't know that guy very well. But yeah, it's sad. This Yankees team is sad. Anything on the trade deadline? The Mets are smart. For of. moving Scherzer. For moving Scherzer, for moving Robertson, just for making moves. They're just they're selling. They moved uh, Canna earlier. They sold him for prospects. It's... Uh, they're not winning. When you're not going to win, you sell your assets for future assets. That's what that's what you do. That's what smart teams do. The Yankees have done nothing so far. They're they not buying. Tomorrow. Yeah, not as of right now. They're not buying and they're not selling, which is the worst thing you could do. Purgatory. Yeah. Other deadline stuff. The Rangers got uh, Scherzer. They got Jordan Montgomery and Aroldis Chapman, former Yankees. Chapman's been unbelievable this year, which is annoying because he was so bad last year. Still sweating. All the time. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Perma-sweating. Monty was, has been pretty good. The The Rangers are going to be really interesting. Their offense is unreal, and they have, like, eight starting pitchers now. So they're probably going to have six-man rotation it and then, I guess, have a couple long guys. I don't even know how they're going to work it out, but they're, the Rangers are going to be really good. The Dodgers made a few moves. They brought in Ahmed Rosario, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, and Kike Hernandez. Uh, the Angels brought in a million guys. Giolito, Crone, Grichik. It's, it's good for baseball when the trade deadline is good like this. It keeps people engaged. It's it's like the NBA trade deadline, you know? If it if it delivered on promise. Yeah. It did this year. It did this year. Just a quick note on baseball. Otani, I just think we should touch on the, the doubleheader the other day. In game one, he threw a complete game shutout. In game two, he had two homers. It's just disgusting, quite frankly. Uh, I don't even know... I think we've been saying he's going to get $60 million. I think he might get more. Jeez. Honestly, dude, he's, he's he's probably worth it. You kind of can't quantify it. Like, the advanced stats, the the war and all that, like, you kind of can't do it justice. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Why is he going to get that much money if it doesn't impact winning that much? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, because his team's not that good? Like, if it clearly doesn't matter... It matters. They would be horrible without him. But, like, if having two of the best players ever isn't good enough to guarantee you a playoff appearance every year, what is the point of giving the best players that much money unless they're to push you to being a title? Like, that seems like like an over-the-top piece. Like, a Kevin Durant to the Warriors is the only way this makes sense after kind of acquisition. It's just harder in baseball because... For the most part, one guy can't carry a team like they can in basketball. No, 100%. So why are the the, the salaries sky high? There's no hard cap. Baseball teams can spend however much they want. But what's the point then? Like, what's the point of spending that much if you're better off just spreading it out? 
I don't think I don't think you teams. are. I don't think you are necessarily better off spreading it out. Spreading it out is you get Cole and Judge. That's uh, that's kind of the equivalent. And John Carlo. No, I think the two. How much is Cole making? Thirty something million. total. So Cole's making thirty six a year. Judge making forty. That's seventy six million. Yeah. So that's what you're getting is those two, is one Otani. So that's better than. Why would anyone pay that much if, like, you're better off getting those two? Because, well, it's those two plus $6 million. Yeah. It's not necessarily that, because he is, he's a, he's a Cy Young candidate, and he's the, probably the second best hitter in baseball. All right, but what about, like, three guys for $20 million a piece? $20 million? It just seems, like, crazy to me that I know why they're getting paid so much, but... It just seems like if you're not going to pay a running back because they don't impact winning that much, like how have these salaries it's, gotten so high? It's not just that. It, it's you're not. It's not just because running backs don't influence winning. It's also because they're so replaceable. True. Guys like this aren't replaceable at all. That's true. You would need if Otani went down, they would need two full time all star players to replace him. All right, so maybe he's like a one off, but he's he's a one off. There's there's no one else that is going to make anywhere close to that, nor should they. He does he does the work of two players, so he's going to be paid like two top players. So then I feel like there should be like maybe five guys that are worth whatever they like. Someone will give them, but then the rest I don't think it makes a ton of sense. Like like Rendon, he was an overpay deal. Yeah, it was a bad contract. I guess, but like. But he was a really good player before he got paid. Yeah, he won, I think, the World Series MVP. Or maybe no, Strasburg. He was definitely in the run. Yeah, he had a really he had a really good World Series, seems he like was a, a really good player. It just seems like there's huge contracts handed out in a sport where having one guy really doesn't do much for you. I, I don't think there's that many huge contracts going around to guys that don't deserve it. I would say the worst player... Not a bad player, but the worst player to get a really big contract in recent years is probably Xander Bogarts, and he's he's a really good player. He's an all star. I just I feel like the dollar the dollar spent per like comparative to the production only got twenty million must be drastically lower than the other sports. Think you're thinking because of the Yankees. I think you're clouded by the Yankees because Donaldson's making twenty five. Yeah, but the Mets, it's different because Scherzer and Verlander got short-term deals, and they're old. So it's it's like J.J. Reddick getting the $20 million deal with the Sixers. You get you get short-term deals with a lot of money because the Mets have enough money to spend forever. What about them, like the Marlins, when they got Jose Reyes and some of those other guys in that offseason? Those guys were just, again, those guys just didn't age well. It's, it's like the same with the Red Sox when they brought in uh, – the Panda Adrian and Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez and Pablo Sandoval. Sorry. Yeah, and Pablo. I can't remember who else they brought in. Like Hanley Ramirez. Like those are just bad contracts. That's not evidence of guys not being worth money. Like, would you say Cole's not worth the money? Would you say Judge isn't worth the money? No, but would you say Stanton's not? No, Stanton's not. But Judge and Cole are. But that's because Stanton just hasn't aged well. You know when you're giving out these deals, for the most part, that the last couple of years on it are not going to age well. Yeah. That they did it with A-Rod, they did it with Teixeira. They, you know 
when you sign these really long-term deals into the guy's late 30s that they're just not going to be worth the money at that time. You just hope that they age gracefully enough throughout the first five to, I don't know, six years of their contract so that it makes it worth the last three years of it not. And that's why the Stanton one feels so bad. And that's why we're hoping that Judge stays healthy for the next five years and that they win a title and make it worth it during that time. Fair. Speaking of contracts, Jalen Brown signed the richest deal in NBA history. Obviously, Jalen Brown not should not be the highest paid NBA player of all time. Won't be the next time someone signs a Supermax. It's literally just the way it works. Yeah, people, I mean... People are freaking out. We're not a Jalen Brown fan podcast whatsoever, and this is just not shocking whatsoever. It's just lip service. Like they is Jalen Brown deserving of the richest contract in history? Nobody would tell you. No. Yes. But did the Celtics have to give him a Supermax contract after he made all NBA? Hundred percent. Yes. And was Mike Conley deserving of the richest contract in NBA history at a time? No. And he was probably a worse player than Jalen Brown. And he got it. I agree with that. So I've never thought about the comparison, but he probably was. Yeah. It's just the way basketball works. He's not going to be the richest contract for long. Yeah, man. We'll probably get more. That did, is he not extended oh, already? Right. He yeah, is, he yeah. is. So it, I, I'm not sure who the next person, next star will be to get it, but he will be supplanted as the richest contract very soon. But it's not a big deal. People need to stop reacting so much. Uh, and then lastly on NBA, Bronny James had his heart attack. Not his heart attack. Had a heart attack. I mean, it was his. It was his. Uh, but either way, he's doing better now. It's, Glad to hear it. Yeah, it was it's very scary. S- scary and just, like, sad. As much as, like, I am not a LeBron stan, the prospect of him playing with Bronny is, is a really cool thought. And I've always rooted for him because people hate on Bronny solely because he's LeBron's son and he seems like a really good kid. And as a basketball player... He is what you want a young basketball player to be. He does all the right things. He plays the right way. He's not, like, out there. He's not playing AAU basketball, which is what a lot of the people coming up today are playing. They're not actually taught how to play the game properly, and he plays the game properly, and that's exciting to see. So, hopefully, this is just a bump in the road. Yeah. Glad he's okay. Yeah. I saw a video of him playing piano. So. All right, cool. Didn't know you can do that. Neither. Good sign, though. Yeah. Okay, we talked a little bit about the convention in Chicago IL, but also in collectibles. Panini released a one-of-one one Arch Manning Prism black autograph card sold for 103000 auction. All the money is going to charity. She must be a very lucky girl. Uh, and the record for Peyton Manning sale for a card is just under 72000 so it's already eclipsed that by quite a bit. That feels wrong. It does. It's The way cards are produced now is just different than the way they were back then. It, the, the one of one, you know, Prism Black didn't exist back then. It was just yeah. a Peyton Manning rookie card. But it just feels wrong. And, and I'm, I have no reason to believe Arch Manning won't be great. I just, it just doesn't feel good. It's just, uh, Peyton's not going to do anything else. No, I know, but he's... You're buying promise, hope. Hope that what, though? He's a Hall of Famer. But Peyton is a Hall of Famer. I get what you're saying, but... Peyton is, or at worst, 
what third best quarterback of all time okay i'll say at worst fifth depending on how sure. far back you go sure you're betting on arch manning being then a top five quarterback of all time at that price point that's uh, that's and i know it's the scarcity and it's a one of one and it's a special card but it's just it i know there's other factors that go into it but that's just the crazy thought of it i agree with you there's a lot about the collecting market that i wish was different yes and there's a lot about the collecting market that makes this so unique i guess it's you can't like people who don't collect and don't know anything about the hobby probably would think that this is the most absurd thing that they've ever heard in their whole lives yeah in soccer uh soccer manchester united signed a 10-year billion dollar contract with adidas to stay on as the official kit maker liverpool signed uh sorry named virgil van dyke as the new captain he replaces jordan henderson who left for the saudi league the women's world cup usa level with the netherlands on four points there's two spots up for grabs in the group between them and portugal the viewership of that game tomorrow is gonna be it's at 3 a.m <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, that's crazy that sucks so much that, that sucks would, so much that would not happen i don't think for the men's team that's kind of fucked up 3 a.m is insane my, yeah. my mom watches all the games and she asked me what time it was on i was like you're not watching this one she's like why i was like it's 3 a.m <laughs> i felt like she, she was definitely sad about that it's like it's, it's not crazy funny. i want to watch 3 a.m is is not right no Regard time difference or not, it's you got to do better than that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I want to watch, and I'm not gonna be able to. No, I can't. I'm not gonna watch. I I literally cannot watch a single second of it. I simply physically cannot watch it. Chelsea won the Premier League Summer Series, which is the first trophy that we can claim as a podcast. That's the first trophy you can claim as a podcast. I'm claiming it for the podcast. I actually made a new spreadsheet. I don't claim in the drive and. It has all the trophies we're going to claim. So I'm not claiming it. <laughs> I have I've claimed it for the podcast. Okay. But I don't claim Chelsea. I, in fact, I, I might even dislike them at this point. But you can claim the trophy. Fine. I claim it on, as your friend. By extension of you, I will allow it. But <laughs> I, am, I do not personally claim it. I don't stake any claim to it. We do have a spreadsheet that says that we claim it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I wasn't involved in the making of it. I also wanted to talk about the Zach Martin situation. So I can rant for a little bit on this. It's not so much of a rant. It's just like an interesting angle. So Zach Martin, we all know, drafted in 2014, 16th overall, six-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, named to the NFL 2010's All-Decade team. He signed a six-year, $84 million contract in 2018 with $40 million in guaranteed money. Cowboys training camp opened on July 25th, and he wasn't there. He hasn't been since then. Okay, so why is this interesting? Because typically when players hold out, they get fined per day. In his case, it's 50000 Usually when the player extends, those fines will just be waived by the team because why are you going to find someone that you just signed? It's going to piss them off. They're like, fresh start here. You're back. We won't fine you. Under the new CBA veterans on their second contract are not allowed to have those fines waived so he's racked up like 300,000 in fines 
for missing training camp. He has two years left on his deal. So this is just, he wants more money because he's the best interior guard in football and he's not paid as it. So this is essentially the first test case for a veteran star holding out under the new CBA, which makes holdouts more difficult for veteran stars. Jerry Jones obviously played an instrumental role in passing the CBA and crafting it, so which it would include that clause. Um, and Jerry Jones said that they need that extra money to pay superstars that they have coming up. They signed Trevon Diggs last week to a $100 million contract, but they still need to sign CeeDee Lamb, Micah, Dak, who's a free agent, I think before both those guys, if you could believe that. Didn't Dak just, didn't we just do the Dak extension saga? That's what it feels like, yeah. That was like, I felt like last summer. That was like 2019, though, sneakily. 2021. Mm, really? Signed a four-year, 160 million. So 2021, two, three, four. So he's got, he's got two more seasons. Okay. Yeah. But I think that's still before CD and Micah, or the same season. Tyler Smith, Zach Martin again, because his contract expires in two years, and Simi Fehoko, who's my boy, a wide receiver from Stanford that is not good. But anyway, it's it's an interesting situation to keep an eye on because Zach Martin is a Hall of Famer easily and jerry jones is kind of right they don't have a ton of room to, to negotiate theoretically even though they couldn't waive it they could just <clears throat> pay him a little extra and have him be like hey this is we're giving you this to give to us but they then that's on the cap no you know we just the cap doesn't exist they could put it as a signing bonus or some whatever incentive bonus for showing up the camp at a certain weight. They always they do some some BS in their in these contracts. I'm it sure doesn't make any to. sense. So I, they could make it work. I'm sure they want to. They I, I don't think Jerry Jones is is not I, in I terms think, of giving him more money. I'm just talking in terms of those fines. Yeah, like those could okay. they could work around those fines in terms of working around the cap to give him the money he deserves. That I, I I have not looked at the Cowboys financials, nor do I understand the NFL cap rules enough to to say whether or not they could afford him. Well, what if they don't want to excuse the fines? What if, I mean, the whole point is to make holdouts less common and more difficult. So what if this is a stake in the ground moment? So then it is. So then he's the test case. What's his leverage? He's just not going to show up? He's going to get Yeah, he hasn't shown up. Yeah, so it's just holdouts are dumb to me. Roquan Smith did a hold-in last season. What does that mean? He refused to leave the facility? <laughs> <laughs> he was there. He just, like, wasn't doing anything. Oh, it's like Ben Simmons. Which yes. He wouldn't yes. take his phone out of his pocket or yes. whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was sleeping at the facility. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't leave. Um, <laughs> Wait, where are the lights on? Oh, Roquan's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roquan's just sleeping on the bench press. <laughs> Put the lights on in the window. <laughs> <laughs> Afraid of the dark. Yeah, I... It's interesting. It's also... It's just new. It's new. And he's really good. He's the best or one of the best guards in football. And he's got two years left. It sucks. I hate this. I hate this new... I hate the way sports is going. I just... I don't like... I don't like this whole new renegotiate your contract as you go type of thing. It's a... It, it's a... A contract means nothing now. In any sport. Except baseball, actually. It means nothing in any sport. In basketball, you sign your extension to get traded. Yeah. James Harden opted into his deal to get traded. <laughs> and he might not. A contract is a contract. You're not asking for anything 
like overly demanding. No, you have, but you, you, he agreed to these terms. And just because the market's changed since he agreed to them, it doesn't mean you can just renegotiate I, I, unless the team wants to. And then when the team doesn't, you don't just get to sit out. That's not how, that's not how jobs work. No. You don't just, you don't just not show up. They'll fire you. The worst thing is uh, for running backs, one of the arguments for paying them is that they're more likely to get hurt. Like if you, as a lawyer, if, would you ever use the argument like, hey, I'm more likely to not be there when you need me than this guy, so you, you need to pay me more? No. That's <laughs> not an argument no. in anything else. That's it, it's why. this It all doesn't make It's What is the point of having a contract if it means nothing? If you can just, the next day, you could sign pen to paper and demand a trade the next day or hold out and just never play under it. I actually really like that CBA provision in the NBA that we talked about last week with Harden, that he can't sit out because they'll own his rights in perpetuity. Yeah. It's like that makes sense because that's a deterrent. This little fine thing, how much money has Zach Martin made in his career? Way more than 300000 So it, it doesn't mean anything. It's a drop in the bucket. And this goes back to the running back thing. It's like I would love all of these guys to get paid. Like every, there's no one that doesn't want these guys to make their money. I think there's a lot of people. Well, maybe, like, the owners? like No, like, I think, like, people in middle America that... Oh, uh, that's, like, jealousy speaking. 100%, like, yeah, like, entirely. Yeah, like, whatever. I, these, If you want to make that money, go do what they do. And, like, there's a reason... If, if I could be in any professional league right now, I would. I can't. I'm not good enough at anything to do that. So, I work a normal person job. That's how it goes. I deal with it. I don't complain when Shohei Otani makes $70 million or $60 million, whatever. I'll, I'll be happy for him because it's good for him. He earned it. These guys have earned the money. It's not a question of whether or not they've earned it. It's just they've signed a contract. You agreed to the terms. If you if you didn't want to agree to them, you could have signed a short-term deal. That's that's what LeBron started doing in the NBA. He would sign those one-year deals so that – and all of the guys did it. Yeah, they all, were, they all do it. So that when the new TV deal kicks in, so when the new this, the new that, then – Fire your agent because it's his fault he got you to agree to those terms. It's not like I, I don't even like the Cowboys. I'm I hope this hurts their whole season. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> but it's not their fault that you signed the contract. Am I like am I wrong here? No, he took he took a long deal. He wanted security. Yes. That's the, at your risk. The concession is yeah, you don't move with the market. He's not now. There's guards that are way worse than him getting paid more than him. He wants to get paid more. But it was his decision to take the contract. Ronald Acuna, we talked about this a few episodes ago. He's making like $17 million a year or something ridiculous for like the next seven years. And that sucks because he's worth judge money, but he's not going to get it. And he signed that contract. He's stuck with that contract unless the Braves in good faith give him more money. That's on them. That's their prerogative. They're the employer. That's how it works. It's not, uh, like, if Acuna just started holding out now, it'd be like, what the hell? We offered you all of that security. You wanted the security, and now you're just throwing it in our face. You cannot get the security of the, of the long-term deal. You cannot negotiate for that security and then go back and spit in their face and say, I want more money now. Well, but also here's the counterpoint. Those, those longer deals are usually more team-friendly. So in his mind... He took a little bit of a haircut over a long stretch of time. He wanted the now, security. 
Probably, but that's also... That's why they do it. They're not helping out the team. The only person I've seen do that lately is Rodgers. Yeah. And Brady did it for many years. But what Rodgers did, that is helping the team. He took a $35 million pay cut. Yeah, that's helping the team. But that's helping I'm just the saying, team. the longer deals typically are yes, more team friendly. Yes, they end up being team friendly in the long run, but they're doing it so that they can secure the money for the long term. That They're not doing it in the best interest of the team. Maybe the, not. Probably not. Do you want to guarantee that money over that period of time because of the risk of injury in the NFL? Fair. That's fine. But then you can't come back now with two years left and demand more. And if you do... Then you're going to get people like me upset at you. And that doesn't do anything to him. Definitely not his end goal. No, but it doesn't matter at all. He doesn't, like, it, it genuinely do, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It, like, it, the Cowboys don't have, the Cowboys don't have to do anything. I've never, I've never in my entire life sided with the Cowboys on anything. I truly despise the Cowboys at more than any team other than the Red Sox. But for right now, he signed the contract. He abides by the terms. They're paying him to provide a service. If he's not going to provide the service, then he doesn't get paid. He gets, in fact, fined. And then you're, they shouldn't waive those fines. I like they that can. provision. There should be more provisions to stop this sort of stuff because it's total nonsense. Well, now we have one. It's chaos. And it's because of this player empowerment stuff that started in the NBA, which, again, makes sense you want player empowerment you want freedom of movement you want all of these things but to an extent when it starts every, to be chaos like this it's it, it doesn't it's mayhem everything in moderation yeah it, exactly exactly sorry for getting all riled up but that that it's it's been really bothering me especially in the nba because it means nothing now <laughs> new situation haven't encountered it star player and his team batting had seen it a hundred times, but not under these guidelines. So <clears throat> wanted to note that. Okay. So football season right around the corner. By the time this episode comes out, it will be game day. Yeah. Perfect pumped? timing. Yeah. I am. I'm ready for football. I really am. It's, it's been slow. Sports yeah. Have been it's been slow. slow. It's been it's slow. Great time to launch a sports podcast. Yeah. Right in the middle of the slowest season. <laughs> so for this segment, the meat of today's episode we are going to just discuss the nfl divisions we'll go one through eight talk about which ones we think are the strongest which ones we think are the weakest i, I have a feeling the weakest will probably both have the same but uh do you want to kick things off and tell our adoring handsome intelligent smart beautiful fans who your top ranked division is yeah my top ranked division is the AFC East. I think we might be on the same page here. Yeah, I have them too. I, I, the Bills are one of the favorites. I think they have their flaws, which I think people ignore for some reason. They kind of get a pass on them when they looked shaky at times, like very shaky at times last year, but they're a contender. They're really good. Josh Allen's really good. Von the, Miller, really good. Von Miller, really Hopefully good. Hopefully back healthy. Uh, speaking of healthy... Dolphins were really good last year before Tua got hurt. If Tua can stay healthy, I mean, they've got weapons galore. You got Tyreek and, and Waddle. What, they have 1,400 receiving yards each last year something or something like, like that? that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and the Jets would have been a playoff team if they had even, even a replacement-level quarterback last year. Darnold. If they had Darnold. If they had Darnold, they'd be a playoff team last year. They were, they're, they were good. They are good now. Even if Rodgers isn't two years ago Rodgers, even if he's last year Rodgers, even if he's a little bit worse, they're still a really good team. And 
I don't know if they're going to get Dalvin. He's kind of icing on the cake because Brees Hall's really good, but you don't know when he's coming back 100%. But even still, Michael Carter can hold the fort. Like, they're really good, and they're deep, and they've got weapons now, and Garrett Wilson's awesome, and their O-line is, like, improving. Like, yeah, it's... If everyone's healthy... Yeah, assuming health, the Jets are dangerous. Yeah, and assuming health, the Pats are probably the worst team in that division. Talent-wise, for sure, they're the worst team in the division. But, I mean... Matt Patricia was hamstringing them in ways that I think we can't even comprehend. No, and there's there's been some ESPN reports that Bill Belichick is not necessarily guaranteed to have that job for as long as he wants. And apparently one of the one of the big reasons was uh, or two of the big reasons were the offseason where they spent a ton of money on tight ends, catastrophic failure, and the decision to pet project Matt Patricia offensive coordinator. I don't believe that for a second. You can't fire a guy like that. He's an institution. The job is his. And if I'm wrong, fine. But there's there's no precedent for firing a guy like that. There's only how how many guys like that are there in, Not, in sports? I think there's more precedent than we think. I mean, Tom Landry got fired. But there's, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, there's been some other coaches yeah, that it's, have defined like eras that have met in certain. How long did Tom Landry ends. coach for? How many years? And Jimmy Johnson was not. Jimmy Johnson wasn't there that long. No, but he just won a lot. And he probably shouldn't have been fired. But. 29 years. Woo! He got fired? He got fired. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess I might be wrong on this one. But I guess I'll say in today's day and age, guys, institutional mainstays like that, like him, like Pop, like guys that are that organization typically don't get fired. And I would I would be stunned if they fired him, regardless of the reporting. I will I will not believe that he could possibly be fired until it happens. All I'm saying is who has come to define the done everything for us, but it's not there anymore, we're going to move on mentality more than Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. Yeah, but, he that, has but that's the, him. But he that's has his. set the standard of excellence. He is the Patriot way, though. It's. I just can't. I can't imagine it. I can't see it. I really can't. It could happen. I can't see it. I mean, could you see Brady leaving? Yeah, because there were fractures. There kind of are now, though. Yeah, this one report that they was pissed off. They signed so many tight ends, and Matt Patricia stunk. It's, it just felt like the same kind of ESPN piece that came out in like 2017, saying. The cracks are starting to appear. Maybe, but they got Bob back as OC, and, like, he was always good there. I'm not saying it's going to happen if they have a bad year, but the way that these reports are coming, it seems like if they have a bad year, then there could be some conversations about what needs to happen the season after. I think they would need to have multiple bad years they would have it if this year and next year go well they weren't poorly, awful last year they were not good though i mean no but I, yeah I, I, you're right all you're right they would need they would need to fair enough I, if i still think it would need to be two more years like last year well i yeah, that's kind of what i'm saying if they finish last in the division three straight years okay then i think i don't think he'll be fired i think there will be a discussion i think there will be murmurs and then it'll have to be another bad year. Well, the murmurs are starting now. I yeah, uh, but I don't. But from like legit sources. I believe the sources believe what they're saying. Okay. I think they believe what they're saying. I just don't think they're right, uh, based so... on my intuition. Okay. Which has been wrong many times before. 
you had same. I have the same AFC East first. Yeah. All right. You um, got second. I have the AFC West. So do I. I didn't think we'd be. Uh, I didn't think you would have that there. <laughs> they were my number one division last year. Obviously, pretty disappointing. Mine too. The Raiders stink still. Probably Broncos super intriguing, but you have two of the five best quarterbacks in the league in your division. So my note here is Raiders are the Raiders. Yes. So yes. That's and Raiders were the Raiders with that, Jimmy G from like a decade ago. Yeah. Which is the bad Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you got the best quarterback in football, the best tight end in football, the reigning Super Bowl champion team in your division. The best coach in football. Best coach in football. And also another very good team in your division. Who, the Chargers. With the Chargers. And the Broncos are interesting. And One of the theoretically best will be better. Yeah. yeah. And I think Herbert's awesome and their weapons are awesome. I don't like Staley. Neither, I think he's. A, I think I. he holds them back. I think he should have been fired for that playoff loss and not their OC. Yeah. Because whatever for another time but uh they, they, i think he i think he holds them back i think they would be better it's one of the craziest things in football how little they let herbert just sling it like they will throw i think he had like the highest percentage of throws under 10 yards or, the, have... or the lowest like like a dot mm-hmm. and he like two times a game he'll just on a dime and rope like 45 yards downfield bread basket and you're like why are they not doing this yeah in every drive and mike williams is one of like the better deep threats in football right now. and they just drafted quentin johnson who's, who's, who's mike williams yeah <laughs> huge right? and like i don't know if i've ever seen a football player that size go stop to start like he does maybe they'll open it up a little bit they should he's i think he's really good they have some of the best players in football derwin james is up there too keenan allen it's been one of the best receivers of this generation. Yeah, Eckler's still good. Yeah, Joey, Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah, no, they, they've got talent. It's, I think Staley holds them back. I agree. But we'll see. Maybe it'll change. And then the big question is Denver. I, I think an interesting thing is we don't really know how like steady the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton marriage needs to be. We don't know how steady it is. And we have no idea how how important it is for them to make it work. For all we know, Sean Payton has the ownership, and they've told him, if you can't, if you're not feeling Russ after this year, like we'll, we'll do something. I think they're more loyal to Payton than they are to Russ. To Russ, I agree with that. If, I don't think it's if Russ, Russ has team. a no. If Russ has a bad year, I, I think. Either they move on from him, as in like let him go and draft a quarterback, or. I don't know. Give him, another, try give him another year, draft a quarterback, and like you know, kind of the t- Titans Tannehill thing. You know what I mean? But I, I think it's Sean Payton's team. I don't think it's Russ's team. Especially, I mean, Russ was awful last year. Awful. I, but weirdly enough, I'm not fully out on his return to form. I kind of still believe that he could. He it's, probably needed it. Heck, it's so so bad. He so, probably needed to be brought down to down yeah, yeah. too. Now that he's not Mister Unlimited anymore. <laughs> yeah, the humbling worst, experience. Worst video of all time. Okay, third, I have the National Football Conference East. Me too. This I is... do too. This is not going the way we expected. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're yeah. the best divisions. They you are. Have, you have the second best team in the league from last year. Mm-hmm. Like, people make fun of Dallas because that's been happening forever. They'll be a playoff team. They've had a top three defense the last two years. That's probably not going anywhere. Like, Dex good quarterback i mean dallas won 12 games last year 
Like, yeah, people they were awesome. They were they're they're a very good regular season team. Yeah. And their defense is really good. Their O line totally is legit. good. Yeah. Pollard is good. Getting rid of Zeke's addition by subtraction. CD Lamb's awesome. I think who they get Brandon Cooks. Yeah. No, there... uh, yes, they did. They yeah. Did. They lost Schultz. They don't really have a tight end right now. They drafted, I think, somebody. Um, Mike Michael Mayer, the, whoever the mm. Notre Dame student maker. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was the, That's it. Who was the Notre Dame tight end they drafted? Michael, they didn't draft him. They didn't take the Raiders him. drafted Michael Mayer. Oh, you're right. Whatever, whatever name Rude is. Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was. Why something. did I think they took Mayer? I'm so dumb. I think I think everyone thought they were going to. Yeah, probably. But he's supposed to replace Schultz, but it remains to be seen. Uh, and I think everyone's being real mean to the Giants. All of a sudden, like, yeah, they were a little fluky last year with their, you know, one possession wins and, uh, like, relying on the run game so heavily. But Dable's a really good coach. Kafka's a really good OC. Wink Martindale's a really good DC. And last year, the whole narrative was like, oh, Daniel Jones is actually pretty good with some good coaching. Now that he's paid, everyone's like, Daniel Jones stinks. I think it was Le'Veon Bell came out and said Daniel Jones is not just mediocre, or is not mediocre, he's bad. Yeah. Just like, that's not true. He's not a bad quarterback. No, he's, he's middle mediocre, of the pack. Yeah. Middle of the pack. And with potential to be more because he's literally never had weapons his entire career. I mean, Saquon, but that's a running back. He hasn't had a... Their big wide receiver get was Kenny Galladay, who's been the worst receiver in football the last few years, is, is out of the league now. So they brought in Darren Waller, who's been tearing up camp, they said. Uh, Paris Campbell is helpful. Slayton's back. They did bring in more help for him. Wondell Robinson's coming back. Jalen Hyatt they drafted. They have a lot. They I think they have Jamison Crowder too. Like they have a lot of guys that can. Uh, Hodgins had a good year last year. They have a lot of guys that can play key roles that they haven't had in the past. Like DJ or not, he's not a bad quarterback. Middle he's of the not pack, sure. Overpaid though. Overpaid, but again the contract it's. If you, that's if like from the outside, if you'd like actually look at the deal and see that it's really a two-year deal and they can just get out of it, it's not a bad contract. Per year, still overpaid though, I think. Yeah, but that's it. It is what it is. It, yeah, that's kind of the. I think he's like the fifteenth paid uh, quarterback now, sixteenth paid quarterback, something like that, or, or at worst twelfth. I think I saw. I can't remember the the stat. Either way, it's not like he's a top five paid quarterback. Which is right in his range. Let's say it's 12 to 16. That's in his range, I would say. So people are really mean to them. And they've only gotten better this offseason. And they've only gotten more cohesive as a unit. It was their first year with under an entirely new regime. And I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're not like someone. I was listening to some today. They said they were going to win six games this year. And they have that a tough schedule, well. but that's harsh. Like, yeah, that seems too well. I, maybe they don't win another playoff game just because the league's really good and they're I, still ascending but i can see them not making the playoffs just because that division yeah but the is nfc awesome. is the nfc is not great that's true so it's they can still make a wild card but they they have a tough schedule the the only reason i can see them underperforming is because they have a tough schedule i don't think that's i i think they could be a better team than last year and not make the playoffs but that doesn't make them a bad team people are just mean to them and the commanders stink Nothing left for them. The, I mean, the Commanders won eight games last year. They stink. They do stink. Their defense is pretty good. It and is. I'm the Chase Young thing's strange. Weird. I'm I'm curious to see Howell. This is another thing that I heard someone clamoring for Jacoby Brissett to start. I don't understand this this love for him. 
This is two separate occasions that people are like, I hope Jacoby Brissett wins that job and starts. So how many times you got to see this guy? <laughs> he's not that he's, he's a good backup. Yeah. That's all he is. There's nothing wrong with that, but clamoring for him. Powell's freshman, true freshman year at North Carolina was was unbelievable. He's then awesome. He, then he was actually not not much worse his second year, but people like treated it as if he was terrible because they weren't winning as much. Then he was bad his third year. Yeah, he showed flashes last year. He made one throw. It was literally one throw that I was like, okay, this kid can. He's pro- definitely he can not bad. No, I, I again, maybe a middle of the pack quarterback, which a lot of teams would be very happy with. But I, I'm pretty sure he's better than Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean Taylor Heineke, very he's on good Atlanta at now, but like very good at short routes and. Can't do anything else. Yeah. And good, you know, heart and hustle guy. Yeah. Uh, who do you have next? I have the AFC North next. I have the AFC North next. Oh, I thought we finally disagreed. <laughs> uh, I don't know how it can. I mean, even with the Burrow injury. I know, right? It's it's a very well-coached division. Harbaugh, Tomlin. Yeah, I, the, 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 the Browns are weird, but, like, they're, like, sneaky talented if – Deshaun's like better than he was like awful last year. Awful. It's like so bad. If he's even close to what he used to be, they're pretty good. And he was a top five quarterback in the league at one point. I know, but and if he's a top ten quarterback, I, I think it's I think it's they're an interesting team. Sneaky team. I like some of their pieces on defense a lot. I like yeah. Greg Newsome. I love Denzel Ward. I like Jeremiah Ohuso. And you haven't Ormala. even mentioned their best player on defense. Miles Garrett. Yeah. yeah. The Ravens finally got Lamar some weapons. So that's cool. Oh, I'm really excited for Zay Flowers. Yeah. And Odell. It's, it's kind of always the question with the Ravens. Can Lamar stay healthy? Yeah. Huge deal. It, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and then the Steelers. I like, like Kenny Pickett. They, they have some pieces. They're not, legally not allowed to go under 500. So. Yeah, no. they're. I, Tomlin's a great coach. And One of the best ever. People love Pickett. Watt's awesome. I like Pickens. Cam Hayward's a beast. Yeah, they've got a, uh, they've got some pieces. They're in, they're an interesting team. All right, maybe no. I still don't think we're gonna disagree here. I've uh, the NFC North next. Oh wow. Okay. No, I don't. You have the AFC South. No, I have the NFC West actually. Oh, I lied. I have the NFC West. I accidentally skipped them. <laughs> <laughs> Make you out. Yeah, no. 49ers are, are always good. I, The Rams are going to be better. They, they have to They're be going to be better. I still don't think they're going to be any good, though. They have some... I mean, I, they, I think they can make the playoffs. I see a world where they do. I mean, Stafford healthy, Cup healthy. I could be underrating them a bit, but they were just so awful last year. It's... it's they I know. Nobody, I even know. when Stafford was playing, like, I he know. knew he was hurt. He couldn't throw. I know. You're right. I'm, I'm probably sleeping on them a bit, but the 49ers are always good. I really like Purdy. I, I like. I really. I think he's very good. If he can be healthy, I, I'm very interested in the Niners. I think he's good too. I also see two scenarios where he's not the starter, and they're really good by the end of the year. Where he's not the starter the whole year. Yes. Or like he loses his the starting job. No, like if he can't start. Because if he gets hurt, well, because well, yeah. his elbow. What Darnold? Or Trey Lance. Yeah, I like Darnold more than Lance. Lance hasn't done Trey anything. Lance. Yeah, I know. When he's played, he hasn't, like, 
looked good. He runs well, but he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's barely played though. Like I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. No, I'm yeah. just saying like he has played like two games in four years. No, you're We've right. We've never seen that. You're right, but that's also not allowing for much development. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess I'm you just don't like, know. I like, I'm saying like Darnold's probably the safer bet because we know he's. I mean, Darnold's not good. We're not gonna pretend like he's good. No, but, but I like some of what Darnold does in that offense. Yeah, that offense makes a lot of. That's the whole thing. I like Purdy. If he can play, I'm very interested with them. I and you're right. They could still be very good without him. They they were running. Who were it? C.J. Bethard out there and still winning games. No, not Nick Mullins. He's Wrexham. No, Nick Mullins. Oh, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Was is Nick Mullins also on Wrexham? I don't know. Okay, it might be. Seattle will be fun. I'm curious to see Gino again, if he can replicate it. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited to see Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. They've got a, one of the best receiving cores, I would say. I think so. I mean, I, I'm super high on JSN. There's no way he's not good. If he's actually, like, a number one caliber receiver, then for sure they have one of the best receiving cores. Have you ever seen the highlights or the whole game for um, the – 2022 Rose Bowl. Ohio I watched State, that game. Utah. Where you threw I think I watched that game with you. Perhaps. No? I can't remember where I watched it, but he had 300 yards, three touchdowns. Like, there's no way he's not awesome. Yeah, I think he's good. All right, I got the NFC North. I, yeah, now I do. All too. right, so we're right in lockstep. Yeah. Lions will be interesting. They have a lot of talent, and I like Dan Campbell. I, yeah, I, I expected to... Uh, when Dan Campbell was hired, I thought it was a bad hire. I thought he was going to be like a joke. Yeah, he's, I remember. He seems like he knows what he's doing. He seems like I probably should have taken the fact that he was Sean Payton's right-hand man for like seven years more seriously. Yeah, he's – because, well, he comes across like he's a like he's on coke all the time. That's, and I vividly remember his disastrous Miami interim stint in like 2013. Mm, I, uh, I don't remember. I don't have any recollection of that happening, so it just – Never affected my impression of him, but I really like him. The Vikings are going to be a good regular season team again. I, they're taking a step back. They have the best receiver in football. Your I like Madison. Yeah, my new favorite quarterback. That show's so good. DJ Moore helps the Bears. Justin Fields needs to improve a lot. It's a make or break year. Yeah, and they're which is terrifying. They need to keep him upright. Honestly, yes. they they just he's had no time at all. But they signed a guard. They drafted a tackle in the top 10, who I'm super high on. What's what they drafted? Darnell Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's just like a viral thing that went around the other day that when he had like his exit meeting, uh, or not his exit meeting, but his meeting after, I guess, rookie camp, he got a glimpse of the uh, fitness test for training camp, but he accidentally looked at the wide receiver tra- uh, fitness test. So he spent all of season preparing for that. So he so just in really good shape or through the, the, the O-line test. Didn't break a sweat. But he's, like, massive. He's 6'7". He was, like, 320 when they drafted him. Hopefully he didn't lose too much weight by passing that fitness No, test. apparently he looks awesome. Like, there's – watching him, I like, I'm very hesitant to say it because I usually hate, hate comparing somebody to, like, the best that – who the best guy that does it. But, like, it's very difficult – to watch him move and like play at Tennessee and not see similarities to Trent Williams. Okay. 
It's on the right side. For your still. sake, I hope I hope he's very good. I'm I'm probably gonna buy his his Bears jersey and his Tennessee jersey. Okay. Um and the Packers, bit of an unknown. I liked Jordan Love out of college and in Madden. And then he looked so awful the first time he played, but then the second time he played, he looked all right. So I really don't know. I don't, I'm not super high on it. I'm not predicting that he'll be good, but I'm not out on him. I think he could be good. Like, it's possible. Yeah. It's a make or break year for half the quarterbacks in that division. Yeah. Uh, next, I have the AFC South. I do too. Yeah, they have one good team. Jags? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I... And everyone else. I wish I wish they were better. I wish the Titans were good all the time. The problem is there's I hate their stadium. So like the vibe isn't exactly there for the night games even when they're they're good. They are they've like greenlit building a new dome stadium in in Nashville, mm-hmm. which will be cool. Um but yeah, I mean the the Jags are they should win that division. I expect them to be competitive in another playoff game this year. Trevor Lawrence is awesome quarterback yeah. Doug Peterson's a great coach I like ETN Calvin Ridley coming back is probably going to be big they have he has a partnership with El, with Evan Ingram Evan Ingram uh, and they just re-signed him so I think they'll be good I, I think um, Titans will be competitive they always are Brable's a great coach yeah he is who's the Trayvon Walker had a slow start the first overall pick yeah weird first overall pick Weird because he was never an outside rusher at Georgia. He was like an interior guy, and they drafted him. So he's like almost how in FIFA career mode you can like convert people from different positions. He's like in the process of that now. Yeah, yeah. So I think the potential's still there. Yeah, the ceiling is high. It's the floor is not. Colts will be entertaining, but probably bad. But it looks like Richardson will start from day one. Yeah, he's fun. He is. Yeah, he's a freak. So yeah, he a hundred percent. Oh, he's Cam Newton. And the Texans, rookie quarterback, too. I like Stroud. Yeah. It's an interesting division, but that's that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, seven out of eight, out of eight for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, NFC South. Yeah, really, like, another one team. I, I don't not even, even. Not even. Who's the one team? Uh, my, dark, my dark horse is, honestly, the Panthers. Uh, you think Bryce Young's that good? I think, I, th- I think the Panthers had some pretty cool pieces they, last they, year. They have some. Yeah, I mean, they won seven games last year with uh, P.J. Walker playing half the games, and he was an XFL quarterback before they signed him. So, no offense, but well taken. Not a no pedigree, you know. So, I, I he's I, like he's just, I I need to see him. He's very small. Yeah, I need to see him. But like Brian Burns is awesome. I like J.C. Horn. I like Derek Brown. I like Ike Kwanu. Kwanu. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they can be okay. Yeah, the 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 Falcons will be fun. Yes, the Falcons. That's the other team. They'll be fun. That's <laughs> that's the other team. That's all I have. Yeah. No, I. I mean Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and okay. I, I don't hate Ritter. Huh? I don't hate. No, Ritter. I was gonna say I like Ritter because like Brock Purdy who started, like, four years at Iowa State. Desmond Ritter started every game of his college career, and I think we saw where that experience helped Brock Purdy a lot last year, and I think it's going to pay big dividends for the Falcons and Ritter. So, I honestly, if you're looking for, like, a buy-sell-hold guy, I think Ritter could be a good candidate. I saw – I could I could be a little bit 
butchering this stat, but I saw something that Ritter was one of the best quarterbacks under pressure in his very small sample size. So, okay. I mean, if that's extrapolated over a full season, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see. They'll be fun. Uh, for the Saints, Saints are kind of always competitive. I don't think Dan Salon is a good coach. I, I don't have much of an opinion on him. I'm curious to see Derek Carr. I've always had a soft spot for him. I don't really know why. Watched a lot of Raiders games that one year. They were really good, and then he blew out his knee or his yeah. leg or whatever. And when like Connor Cook started a playoff game, and he was never the same after that. Derek Carr. So it'll be fun to see him. And is Jameis still there? I haven't heard about Jameis in all all off season. Yeah, he's still there. They don't like Jameis though. Why is he still there though? Does anyone he like Jameis? I, I like Jameis. No, I, not you. I know, like, does does any team... The Jets would have made the playoffs with Jameis last year. Without a doubt. Jameis is, a, is one of the... Yeah, I'll say it. One of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree with that, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's asking much. But yeah, I think that about does it. Do you want to hear a fun butcher riddle? Because you said... I butchered a stat? Yes. Sure, I'll hear it. Is it a riddle? Is this going to, like, put my head in a pretzel? kind of the idea okay it's i don't think it's that hard of a riddle okay <clears throat> okay randy is six foot three he works at a butcher shop and his favorite color is green what does he weigh meat yes nice all right that's uh that about does it <laughs> that is our <laughs> division i guess preview you could call it power rankings division power rankings yeah we did we, did we disagree at all? Nope, not even once. We thought we did. Yeah, that was on me. I just but got a little curveball. I bet the you. listeners were happy for a second. Yeah, they got... <laughs> we pulled you back in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not today. <laughs> all right. You want to move on to awards? Yeah, we can move on to awards. All right, you want to start? Yes. My first award is the Jerry Jones Award. The Jerry Jones Award. The Jerry Jones Award. This is going to a person yes yes who is the owner of a team yes and is in a dispute with one of their players that happens to be true yes and the player is holding out yes also true <laughs> <laughs> is this a, a football award yes so oh, is it Ursay? Yes. Oh, okay. Old owner that realizes, wait a minute, I can do whatever I want, and essentially takes over control of the day-to-day operations, and then mm. is engaged in an ongoing holdout with star- insert star player. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. That was a good one. Thank you. All right, and my award is the Dumb and Dumber Award. Okay, so this is going to a pair of idiots. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, I guess. Okay. Us. No. Okay. No, it's not us. We are dumb. It's going to Cashman and yes. No. Oh. oh, sorry. I got to Cashman and Cashman and okay. I really don't fault Boone for all this. Yeah, it's just this morning at literally 8 a.m. I went on a probably 100-page essay in, my, in our group chat just spamming texts about the Yankees because I'm, ex- I'm extremely frustrated. <laughs> And all of the issues are traced back to Cashman. And I, I genuinely, I absolve Boone to some extent. Because he can't make guys hit the ball. 
He's a chef. You can't. He's cooking with shitty ingredients. Yeah, that's not how it works. If you're given bad players, they're going to be bad. Our second best hitter this year is Jake Bowers, who was a reclamation project. He came up from AAA. We signed him. We, I think he got DFA'd last year. And we fixed him, and he's been a good contributor. On another team, if you had actual good players and you were getting this contribution out of him, you'd be ecstatic. Instead, everyone hates him because they just want to upgrade. But he's not the problem. The problem is this garbage roster that Cashman put together. And I don't know who's dumb and who's dumber, but Hal enables him. And everyone complains, Hal's cheap, Hal doesn't want to win, Hal doesn't want to do this. Hal spends money, Cashman spends it poorly, Hal enables Cash to spend it poorly. That's the problem with this team. Until there's some sort of cleaning house, this team's shot. There's no hope. That's that's At this deadline, I said, there's only one player the Yankees can get that will change anything, and it's Juan Soto. And if they're not getting him, then they should sell. Instead, they have done nothing. The deadline's tomorrow at, what, noon or something? Something like that? Sometime around like then. They've done nothing. They're not selling. They're not buying. They're not even, they're not, you're not even hearing rumors of what they're doing. The guys, Randall Gritchick was the guy they were linked to a few weeks back. The report came out. They didn't even have a conversation about him because he's a righty and the Yankees can't bring in more right-handed hitters. Why? Because Cashman built a team of only righties, which makes sense considering the, the Yankees have a stadium built specifically for righties, right? Wrong. The stadium oh, is built for lefties. <laughs> It is built specifically for lefties, for lefty power hitters. But what does Cashman do? He builds a team of strictly righties, and we're stuck every year pulling lefties off the scrap heap. We have to play Greg Allen, Billy McKinney, and Jake Bowers every night because we have no one else. And Anthony Rizzo has been the worst hitter in baseball for two months. And you know what we've done every game for the last two months? Put him in... The third spot in the lineup. We haven't changed him one time. He's been the worst hitter in baseball. He has one home run over his last 50 games, and he's hitting third in the lineup. It makes no sense, and it all leads back to Hal and Cash, and until there is some sort of cleaning house, I'm not saying Hal has to sell the team. Don't really care if he owns it, but he has to replace Cashman and that entire department. They all need to go. Well, it's also... Uh, a reflection of the multiple missteps along the way. Because was John Carlo a nice pickup at the time? Yes. Shh. Did you need him? Could you have waited for Harper? Sure. And you know Did what? You Har- have an opportunity to make a run at Soto before he went to the Padres? Absolutely. And you know what Harper is? Exactly what the Yankees need. A lefty. Yeah. Exactly what the Yankees need. A lefty That's and what a I'm lefty saying. and a lefty who can play the field who now plays multiple positions. He plays the outfield and first base. That's what I'm saying. It's not just. Uh, no, it's not just a series of missteps of who he brought in. They're all it's it's compounds. To who yes, he didn't, yeah, who it's, he chose them over. Every misstep and every lack of step compounds, and it's we have to trade prospects for Joey Gallo because we didn't get a lefty outfielder. Ezekiel Duran is hitting 300 for the Rangers this year. He's one of their best hitters. We traded him for freaking Gallo, who's garbage, who's getting booed by Twins fans. I didn't even know they knew how to boo in Minnesota, and they're booing him. And we traded a prospect who's now one of the Rangers' best players who are a playoff team. It's only getting worse. And it's now it's you either – the only way out of this is to buy your way out of it. You're going to have to spend as much money as humanly possible, like Cohen is doing by eating money getting rid of these guys. There's 
the team is so screwed. Their three worst hitters over the last few months are their highest paid players. The middle of their lineup, the heart of their team. There's nothing you can do to fix this team except for get those guys to hit. And Dylan Lawson might have been a horrible hitting coach, but replacing him, it's no, it's not gonna. It's not going to. There's nothing you can do with these guys if they're just bad now and old. And Dumb and Dumber, Hal and Cash, and and like I said, I can't give up on this team until they force me to give up, and I said they had until the trade deadline. And I'm still gonna watch because I'm I that's who I am. That's who I am. And I you know, what kind what what kind of fan are you if you're not gonna watch when your team's bad uh, that's my belief on it uh but they're giving me no hope here and it's the the worst part of it is it's not just this season there's there's no hope for the future right now 100 percent. so i've had a lot of rants this episode my second award is the lincoln riley award okay college coach yes it's, no, but I'm not describing him. I'm guessing who it is. It yeah. go, it's going to a college? Okay, yes. a college coach who was at a big program but made a move to an even bigger program? Or was re- Depends how you look at it. He, he was, he, he was like, kind of at the peak of his last, at, with his last program, but it's not, it's not apples to apples, what, what Lincoln Riley was doing. Okay, who is it? It's a super high-profile college coach that made a jump to a bigger team in the Pac-12, and then they immediately jumped. Dion. Yes, nice. They immediately left the Pac-12. Pac-12 dead for a better conference. Totally dead. They're yeah. losing uh, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. And Colorado, Colorado now yeah. going to the Big Twelve. Oregon, I'm sure, is going to go to the Big Ten at some point. Yeah, they're shot. Pac-12's done. Yeah, I mean, all all of college football is just going to be condensed into really two conferences at some point yeah. in the future. But, yeah, it's going to Dion. Okay. Dion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes football program. I'm curious to see uh, his son, Shadur, Shadur. See, see how good he actually is against, like, like legitimate competition. I, I, don't know who, I don't know who they played against last year, but his numbers were pretty crazy, so... I'll, it'll be fun to watch him. And Travis Hunter is supposed to be like the next good, like awesome cornerback. Mm. And it's a little bit like the the Chelsea Pulisic thing because I have two two random ass college football teams that I've always had a soft spot for and watch a couple games a year: Colorado and Hawaii. And I was like, Colorado through and through. Like two years ago, last year when they were like teetering with winless seasons, and now the hype train is totally there, and it's cool because I still want them to be good. But now I'm a little like a little jealous. Wish I kind of miss my solitude being a Colorado fan on Long Island. I understand. So it's that's just a comparison for your fandom. Well, yeah, like when when yeah. Chelsea came to Pulis when Pulisic came to Chelsea, everyone just assumed that I was. You were I a became a fan in 2019, yeah. Yeah. Is this uh, the last award? Yes. The one everyone's been waiting for. Okay. I'm giving the My Sweet Prince Award. My Sweet, My Sweet Prince. Okay, so this is going to a French NBA player? <laughs> no, no, not the French Prince. It's going <laughs> to an NFL player. My Sweet Prince. Who I've recently... 
Oh, Kirk Cousins? It's going to Kirk Cousins. Okay. All of you need to watch the, the quarterback show on Netflix. Really? It's really good. It's really good, and Kirk Cousins is maybe the most likable person I've ever seen. Totally normal, dude. Just, like, an awesome guy, and I'm all about it. And him, like, him embracing the whole gold chain thing is, is awesome. It almost made me feel bad for the Giants beating them last year. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm all about Kirk Cousins. I'm all aboard the Kirk train. All right. On to last take, worst take. Do you want to go first? Yes, I will start it up. I was scrolling my Twitter, and I saw someone, some nameless, faceless account, say, Hakeem Olajuwon is quote-unquote insanely overhyped, and people only think highly of him because he won two championships when MJ was out of the league. I mean, that's... that's Who said that? Some random Twitter? Some random Twitter account. It was just like showed up on my feed and immediately made me angry. You see, what sucks about that is, like, so badly do, would it, does it make you want to, like, easily pick apart his argument? It's just not even worth it. There's no you way can't you can't argue with stupid. Like that, so you yeah, can't argue with stupid. Can. It's a superpower. It's, you can't argue with stupid. Uh, and if anything, I would say, of superstars and their championships, like, Hakeem's are rarely even factored into the equation. It's not like what separates him into his stratosphere. Yeah, He's just a, an incredible player and one of the most skilled big men of all time. Yeah. Like, that's his legacy. It's not two-time champion Hakeem Olajuwon. It's a very good point. So, I can't argue stupid. Can't. Okay, my worst take, it's it's a little old. It's dated uh, Monday, July 24th, so a week from today. But it is John Heyman of the New York Post writing an entire article saying Mets Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander not going anywhere despite trade talk. Heyman's had a bad run. He's just not been good lately. I, proven wrong. Meet, like Not long after. The trade, the trade rumors really picked up probably like the, a day or two after that whole article. And now, not only is Scherzer moved, Verlander said he's open to being moved. So, whoever his sources are, are just doing him dirty lately. They are doing him dirty. Ever since Arson well, Judge, a, man. That one that one was different because he was just racing to try to be the first to a story. and But the story was wrong. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. It wasn't I mean, even the typo. I don't even have to agree with that. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't even it was the, wrong. It, like, the typo was, was, was hilarious. Just objectively funny. Yeah. But he's just wrong. This is different because it's an opinion. Yes, yes, least. yes, yes. But it's it's got to be based on something. I'm yeah. sure he uh, had yeah. some inkling. Like, you wouldn't write that if he was hearing, like, there's a real chance they're being moved. Yeah. But, yeah. So he he probably was hearing there it's not going to happen. Exactly. So his sources is doing, him, doing dirty. him dirty. But, yeah. That's all I had for last take, worst take. That's all I got on mine. Do we have anything else? Nope. Good right. episode. Good episode. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. This was episode 15 of The Breakdown. Can't believe it. Powered by 528 Collectibles. Tom, you want to tell all our fans where they can find us? We are on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Linktree, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, iHeart Podcasts, Amazon Music, some of the ones I don't even I've never even heard of before. 
Overcast Podcast. We're, we are on literally every podcast app you could possibly think of. And we will see you on all of them. Make sure you listen on every single one of them because all the views count. Thank you, Rue, Tom, Adam, Breaks Down Podcast, 528. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you.